The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Tasata yala basata. Iwani moni. Somebody consecrate yourself to him. Consecrate yourself and friends to him this
can never come to believe that to be true. Your life will never be the same. Jesus, Jesus, everything else is fleeting vanity. It will pass away, but Jesus, oh. we just consecrate ourselves afresh to you today and the truth is you are all we have so really it would be foolishness for us not to embrace this gospel that you've told us to spread all over the world in our day you found Abraham and you told us look to Abraham follow his example and we receive that grace afresh in this season to reach other people that don't know you, that don't have you like we have you, to the best of our ability. Let fresh grace be poured out upon us for this season, this outreach season, we pray. Bless our mission efforts and our outreach efforts to touch lives and to establish them in your kingdom and to disciple them. And ultimately to enable men to fulfill their destiny in Christ. We give you the praise, we give you the glory, Father. Send your word again to us this morning. Speak to our hearts, touch us one and all. Let nobody go back the same way they came. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. And the church shouted it louder, amen. Please take your seats. Thank you, HOP. God bless you. You're welcome to service, the second service. Um, we started answering the what, the who, the why, the when, and the how question last week. And like I told you, if you know how to answer those questions, when life throws them at you, and life is throwing those questions at you every day, if you can answer those questions right, correctly, in the situation and the circumstance you find yourself, you will find victory in life. You will succeed in life. And we said last week, when life asks you, what are you doing with your life? The what question. Your answer must be the gospel. Your answer must not be, I'm an engineer. Or I'm a pastor, I'm a preacher. Those are good professions and careers, but they are not the best answer. You must be a pastor that preaches the gospel, an engineer that preaches the gospel. Like Abraham, a businessman that preaches the gospel. The, the answer to the word question is the gospel. That's what to do with life. We said the answer to the why question, why are you doing what you are doing, is love. You've got to learn to function from a place of love. Love reigns here must be your motto for life. In my heart, love reigns. 
In my family, love reigns. In my marriage, love reigns. In my dealings with men, love reigns. Why do I do what I do? Why do I say what I say? Why do I go where I'm going? Because of love. The love of God compels me to do what I'm doing. I would like to talk a bit more about that subject of love as we go on. But today, I want to focus on the who question. Who? And we started answering that in the first service, today being Father's Day. Who is the number one person in your life? And I want to encourage you again, if you were not here with us in the first service, please find time today or sometime during this week to listen to that message. Um, we answered it by saying that who must be God. The number one father in many people's lives is not God. Maybe it's their earthly father. Or another father. Sometimes people come close, a man of God. In, in their businesses, in their marriages, the number one who that they are doing what they are doing with. Maybe in a marriage, the number one person someone is doing marriage with is their spouse. That's a very good answer, but that's not the best. You've got to learn to do marriage primarily with God. I wish I had time in this service to talk a bit more to you about that, but we did that in the first service. This service, I want to talk about the other men, the other who's you have to do life with. And I want to take this on two levels. First of all, I want to talk to the fathers and the men in the house, the kind of man you ought to be in doing life. And secondly, to everybody else, what you should look for in the who's that you are doing life with. The people you are doing marriage with, the people you are doing business with, the people you are doing career with. There's one quality you should look for. That will help you a lot. Who you do life with matters. May you never end up with a Jonah in your boat. Can I hear a loud amen? You know the story of Jonah in the boat? Those men were innocent people. May you not enter a bus going from mainland to Lagos Island in the middle of Tonle and there was a Jonah in your boat. (laughs) If you understand that prayer, you will say a loud amen. They were just traveling on a ship. Then one year, year, Jonah came to enter their boat. And then trouble. Not their own fault. (laughs) Like somebody will always say, if you go to the car park, may you not enter the bus of a driver that has just finished smoking weed. And you are going to, your own head is correct. In fact, you just came from prayer meeting. And God just spoke to you about your life. You now went to a Jota car park. You want to go to Ibadan. And you now enter the bus of a, the who has just smoked weed. And you see men like trees. <laughs> and it feels that we should be going at 150 kilometers per hour. Now, thank God for settling the fact that the primary person, when you are traveling a bus, just make sure God is traveling in that boat with you, on that vehicle with you. But the driver of the boat also matters. Last week, news broke about one former bank MD like that, that got sentenced for money they stole. The MD of the bank matters if he's going to steal 20-something billion naira that we should be using to build the bank and create employment and better welfare for the staff. The men we do life with matters as well. And there's a quality we should look for. First of all, for us fathers and men, there's a quality we must possess and I'm trusting God that every father will begin to imbibe. I want to just focus on one quality because of time. 
It's a very big one. It's a big issue. The Bible singles it out everywhere. Glory be to God. Jonah, since we have already mentioned his name. In fact, he's the main person I want to talk about this morning in this second service. Jonah chapter 1. Praise God. And I think the title in my own Bible already tells us the main thing we're going to deal with in this service. Jonah's disobedience is the title in my Bible. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Just like the word of the Lord is coming to every man, every father under the sound of my voice today. Particularly the word of the Lord we're emphasizing in this season that you should embrace the gospel with a heart of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God wants to save the world. And God found this man, Jonah, and the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amita, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. And I believe many of us know this story and are familiar with it. That word came to Jonah. And you know, the Bible told us what Jonah did. When he had the word, he gave us his reasons for the way he disobeyed, the reason why he disobeyed at the end of the day. We're going to touch on that, hopefully, if time permits, this morning. The Bible said Jonah was running away from the word. God told him to go to Nineveh. He went the other direction. Running the exact opposite of what God told him. He had the word. It's not like he did not hear. Men hear the word. There are two kinds of men on the earth. It started from Genesis after Adam and Eve sinned. There are those that hear the word of the Lord. Everybody hears. But there are those that hear and then they run towards that word to fulfill that word. They embrace that word like Abraham. There are those like this man Jonah here. Or Adam in the garden. Look at what Adam said. Genesis 3.8. After he had sinned. And they had the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, Adam and his wife. So that's why everybody, please watch out for this thing in the men you are doing life with. Some women, God bless their hearts, they, they just married the wrong man. That, that, that we can trace the root of their, they just, they just married the wrong man. Some people got into business with the wrong person. Some people enter the venture with the wrong man. Who? The, the who matters. And this is the real secret. When you learn to do who with God and you make God the primary who, God will help you to avoid the wrong man. So she and her husband, watch what had happened to them. They heard the voice, the Lord coming in the cool of the garden, the sound of the Lord, the voice of God or the word of the Lord like Jonah had. And what did they do? Instead of running to embrace that word, they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees and the garden. Two kinds of men on the face of the earth. The first Adam, the last Adam. Those that hear the word and hide themselves. Look at what the Bible told us about the last Adam. Psalm 40. Glory be to God. Let's start, start from verse 6. I think I have verse 7 here. Go, 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 go to verse 6. Glory be to God. I think I, I want to look at verse 6. Put verse 6 for me. Psalm 40, verse 6. Hallelujah. This is the last Adam speaking. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. We talk a lot about sacrifice and offering in church. And we should be giving offering. And it's so important. 
But it's so good. I want to point this out to you that look at something God places above sacrifice and offerings. My ears you have opened. Compare this to Jonah's response. Compare this to Adam's response after he sinned. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. What is that thing that God will have more than sacrifice and offerings? Next verse, verse 7. Then I said, behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. Verse 8, hallelujah. I delight to do your will. Hallelujah. Ah, you don't like as you are not sounding as if you like what he's saying here. I, hallelujah. I delight to do your will. Hallelujah. Or oh, are you like the first Adam? Which one are you like? <laughs> I delight to do your will, oh my God. And your law is within my heart. The first Adam which is the pattern Jonah followed. In fact, you know the thing I like about Jonah? There are actually two versions of Jonah in the book. There was a season in Jonah's life, he patterned his behavior after the first Adam. Hearing the word of the Lord, hearing the voice of, the, of God, seeing God's will in the book, and running in the other direction. And we know what that got him. He just kept going down and going down. And that's what happens to all the men that do that. The men that hear the voice of God and head the other direction. God says embrace the gospel. They reject the gospel. God says preach the gospel. They refuse to preach the gospel. God says through you I want to bless all the families of the earth. They are not concerned about the families of the earth. They have chosen to live a selfish life. They keep going down and down and down. And Jonah ended up in the belly of the whale. But thank God God gave him another chance. Glory be to God. And I know everyone under the sound of my voice this morning, God is giving us another chance. Now, watch the, the, the reborn Jonah. He now came out of the well and went to Nineveh. Embraced the word of the Lord. And he went to preach, let's call it the gospel, to that place. Now, the Jonah that was running from the voice of the Lord, he was dragging other people down with him. He was a disaster going somewhere to happen. With the people in the boat that was written. If that Jonah married you, that marriage would be a disaster. If that Jonah did business with you, that business would be a disaster. If that Jonah did ministry with you, that ministry would be a disaster. All manner of storms started arising. Because he was running from the voice of the Lord. Running from the will of the Lord. Going the wrong direction. The same Jonah... And really, this is what I love most about the story, particularly for this sermon today. It can be the same person. Never write off anybody. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? They may have disappointed you yesterday. They are the ones God will use to change your life tomorrow. Some people think people cannot change. I beg to disagree. Jonah changed. And he came to Nineveh. And the same guy that was a disaster going somewhere to happen, he turned the entire city to God. Hallelujah. When he had the word of the Lord, when he embraced the word of the Lord, through him, God used him to preach the gospel to the families of the people in Nineveh. And they turned to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is my simple message to every father this morning and every man on this Father's Day. Learn to live your life. Glory be to God.
in alignment with the will of God, with the voice of God, with the word of God. Past season. Past season. Learn to live your life. What is God telling you now? How aligned are you to it? And this is my advice to everybody else. In your dealings with men, before you pick the who's you are going to do life with, the who you are going to marry for those of you that are single ladies or um, that have not yet married somebody, the people you are going to do business with, the people you are going to do ministry with, the people you are going to do life with, check for this. It's a simple quality. How aligned are they to the voice of the Father? I will go with a Jonah that has had the voice of the Lord going to Nineveh any day. I will flee and run away from any Jonah that is running away from the voice of the Lord. Because you're going to go down with him. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And this is so important for a time like this. What to look for in the who's that we do life with. Whether it's marriage, we are talking about business, we are talking about career or ministry. Are they obedient men? Second Corinthians 3. I mean 4, sorry, from verse 3. Glory, glory be to God. Is this Second Corinthians? I want a first Corinthians. Excuse me a moment. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Second Corinthians 10. I said 3. Second Corinthians 10 and verse 3. All right, projection, you got it right. Thank you. Please, I want you to see this very carefully, and I'm sure you know it. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war in the flesh. In these kind of times that we are living, these difficult times we are living in, dangerous times we are living in. It's, at, it's a time of war. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And there are many things we call the weapons of our warfare. And we are correct. Prayer is a weapon. Worship is a weapon. All the spiritual things we have in our arsenal, they are, not, they are all weapons. But there was something that was singled out here. The weapons of our warfare in doing life, they are not carnal. Um, they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, being, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Somebody shout the obedience of Christ. That's not a shout. Shout the obedience of Christ. That is the weapon. That is our weapon. And it's on two levels. Number one, just following that example or coming into that example that Jesus laid for us by obeying God. He said, lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written of me to do your will. My delight is to do your will. And that's how Jesus came and he saved us. And everyone that has accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior has actually come into that place of the obedience of Christ. Obeying just as Jesus obeyed by believing the gospel. But look at what he now said in verse 6. 
and this is really my emphasis for all of us this morning, being ready to punish all disobedience, hallelujah, when your obedience is fulfilled. Can you begin to see obeying God as a weapon for doing life? And disobedience is also a weapon, but it just invites trouble into your life like Jonah. Jonah disobeyed, and it was calamity for him. And everybody that's around him, he had to tell the people in the boat, please, throw me, for your own safety, throw me away. For your own safety. But when he obeyed, hallelujah, he came to Nineveh, did what God told him to do, and he turned a city around. Hallelujah. All the weapons that the devil had used to keep those people in bondage, keep those people in sin. God told him, go and tell them that if they don't repent, the judgment of God is going to come upon them and they are going to be destroyed. Hallelujah. Satan had kept them under the bondage of sin. Just one Jonah that chose to obey God. Go and preach to these people. May we be that kind of man in this season that God can send into the nations of the world. God can send into the different aspects of society of the world and we will turn people around for God. But the weapon he said is our obedience. Romans chapter 5 says this, through one man's disobedience, Adam, this, that, that, that thing that he did in the garden when he heard the voice of God and he was hiding himself after he had sinned, through his disobedience, every man became a sinner. The same way, through Christ's obedience, by saying, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, my delight is to do your will, O God. Through his obedience, everybody became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's watch out for the way people align themselves when obeying God is before we engage them closely in our lives. There are some people we should not be very close with. And I'm saying this to us as a word from God and as an admonition as your pastor. Now, you can't, <clears throat> except you don't want to live in this world again, like um, I believe it was Paul that was saying. We're not going to rule out everybody. We have to engage with sinners that, that don't obey God. But they don't have to be close acquaintances of us. We don't have to marry them. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. They don't have to be our closest business partners. We don't have to do life intimately with them. Who we do life with matters. And what to look for. How is your obedience to the word of God? And when you see that they are, they are like Jonah, running away from what God is saying. And I'm saying this even in church. Running away from what God is telling us in church. You too run away from them. Can I hear a loud Amen. But when they are like the other Jonah that has repented, embracing the gospel, embracing what God is telling us, embrace them. They are the people to do life with. He said, you will be able to punish what? Every disobedience. That means every sickness, every disease, every attack of the devil, every plan of the devil against your destiny, every problem. In other words, when you are aligned with God's voice and God's will, when you are in obedience to God, you can reign. Hallelujah. You can rule. You can dominate. You can win. And that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want the men to stand first. Every man in the house, stand with me this morning. 
In a moment, I'm going to invite the entire congregation to join us. Every man stand. Lift your hands with me this morning. Say, Father, from today, on this Father's Day, I make a fresh commitment to live my life in accordance to your will, in accordance to your word. Say it this way, in accordance to your word, in alignment to your will. Everything you have spoken to me, oh God, personally, and what you have declared over your church, corporately, Lord, I receive grace to be obedient and to be perfectly aligned to your word and to your will. Thank you, Father. From this day going forward, please say this with all the faith you can muster. From this day going forward, I will not live a life that is running away from your word like the Jonah patterned after the first Adam. Rather, I will live like the Jonah patterned after the last Adam. I will live a life that embraces your will and embraces your word in perfect alignment to the voice of God that I'm hearing. And I thank you as I live like this. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I am empowered to dominate every disobedience and every onslaught of the enemy against my life and the people that I lead. I want you to open your mouth and just begin to pray that prayer into your life this morning. All the men, just men standing for one. No more disobedience. No more disobedience. No more disobedience. Every man, no more disobedience. No more living like the first Adam that had the voice of the Lord and was hiding and was running away. No more living a life that is going the other direction from what God is telling me to do. I choose obedience. I choose obedience. Romans 5, 8. Put it up for us on the board. I choose obedience. I quoted it a moment ago. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's obedience, one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. I choose obedience. I choose a righteous act. I choose to follow the obedience of Christ. That is my weapon of war for this season to cast down every imagination and every thought that rises up against the word of God for my life. I choose to align. Come on, one more minute, man. Open your mouth and pray. On this Father's Day, alignment. Oh, Satakayalabrasa. This is the kind of man I choose to be. This is the kind of Adam I choose to be. This is the kind of Jonah I choose to be. In alignment and in obedience to the word of the Lord. Asatayalabrasa. Men, keep praying. Every other person in the congregation, rise up on your feet. And I want you to declare this. Oh, Satan, every other person in the congregation, while the men are still praying, say with me in the name of Jesus. 
I can't hear you. Congregation, lift your voice. While the men are still praying, men continue to pray. Congregation, declare in the name of Jesus. From today, I will no longer just follow any man. Come on, let me hear you say it. I will no longer just follow any man. I will no longer just align myself to anybody. The who that I do life with, it matters. So, Heavenly Father, come on, congregation, let me hear you. Heavenly Father, from this day going forward, I choose to align myself with men, only men that are aligned to your voice, men that will do your will, men that will follow your counsel. Whenever I see a man running away from the voice of God, like Jonah, hiding from the voice of God, like the first Adam, I will also run from them. I will only align myself with men that have embraced obedience to the will of God. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Akata yala bosotopa yala kata. E yakata yala brasa tayala brasa. May I never find myself with a Jonah that is fleeing the voice of God in my boat, in my marriage, in my business, in my career, in my ministry, in whatever I'm doing in life. May I never be in the same boat with a Jonah that is fleeing the voice of God. Father, order my steps to always be with men that are embracing the voice of God. Men like Jesus, men like Abraham that are following after the voice of God. Men that have chosen obedience. Keep praying. The who that we do life with matters. The who that you do life with matters. Men that are running from God, they will not help you. Don't be a man like that. I speak to fathers in the house today. And everybody else, don't do life with such men. Run away from them. Break it up. Don't do life with men that ignore the voice. Of, they have no weapon. Look at me. They have no weapon. They, they, their defense is gone from them. Satan can step in and scatter anything. They, have no, they are defenseless. The moment a man starts hiding from the voice of God, do gospel, he won't do gospel. Get born again, he won't get born again. Get disciples, he won't get disciples. Look, run from such people. Though. Let me tell you something. I've not said this before in church. Two years ago, I started doing this thing. There are some people I've carried along in my life for a long time. These people, this, the thing I'm teaching, I'm very wary about people in my life these days. Very, very, I'm very picky. I don't mind. Because I found out that disobedient men, they will drag you down. You'll just be misinvesting energy, misinvesting prayer. And yet, somebody else, he hasn't done anything, he's just said the word, boom. His life has changed. They have no defense. They have no defense. They have no advantage. They have no favor. Why? They have run away from the voice of God. I love something Jonah said here. Hallelujah. When Jonah went and he preached, and we're going to believe God for miracles as we close again this morning, and the people now repented, and God forgave them. The Bible said Jonah became angry. That's another class of men you should run away from. People that are not happy when God saves people and helps people. I wish I had time. <laughs> Jonah was very angry. He was now using that as an excuse. This is why I didn't want to come. 
Look at what he said. This is what you're going to believe God for today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Jonah, Jonah, um, Jonah chapter 4, verse 2. So he prayed. Let, let's even start from verse 1. He displeased Jonah exceedingly and he became very angry when God saved the people and God had mercy on the people. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my own country? Therefore I fled, excuse, don't mind him, previously to Tashish. Watch this. This is what we are anchoring on our prayer this morning. For I know. Hallelujah. In the first service, I talked about people knowing God. Knowing God as the Father that takes care of us. Listen to what Joya said. I know you. For I know you are a gracious and merciful God. Do I have a witness that believes that God is gracious and merciful this morning? I know you. You are a gracious and merciful God. Slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness. One who relents from doing harm. Jonah was now saying, that's why I didn't want to come, God. Yeah, yeah, guy, don't mind them. They will give you all manner of excuses why they are not obeying God's voice. But this is my point this morning. I want you to stretch forth your hands. God is a merciful God. I don't know how many mistakes you've made in life. God is a merciful God. If Jonah could get a second chance after spending three nights in the belly of the, of the whale, Jesus said it was a type and shadow of the Son of Man that will come and die and will spend three, three days and three nights in hell. Hallelujah. You are a merciful God. You are a gracious God. Somebody open your mouth and begin to declare that to God this morning. You are a merciful God. Akata, you are a gracious God. Slow to anger. Abundant in loving kindness. That's why I feel comfortable and confident to approach you. To approach the throne of grace this morning. You are merciful. Akata, you are gracious. You are abundant in loving kindness. You are merciful. You are, you are gracious. You are abundant in loving kindness. Stretch forth your hands. I'm going to give you a powerful instruction that God told us to engage with this morning. But approach the throne of grace this morning. He is merciful. He is gracious. And he's abundant in loving kindness. You are a merciful God. In the name of Jesus. This Father's Day, God told us, ask anything. I am your father that takes care of you. And I want you to mark it. Mark it. On Father's Day, I asked God. It was Father's Day that I asked God again that I want to get married. And God should make a way for me to get married. I want to have children. I've not been able to have children. Look, ask for big things too. Be like the daughter of Herod this morning. The king told her, ah, I love the way you danced. I, I, I have favor towards you. Up to half of my kingdom, ask anything. She asked for the head of John the Baptist. Don't ask for God to kill anybody. But ask for something big. Hello. Ask for that impossible thing. That thing that has stood in your life. That disobedience to God and to Christ that has stood in your life. That has stood as a mountain. Ask God on this Father's Day. Knowing that he is a merciful God. He is a gracious God. He is abundant in loving kindness. Ask for that promotion you want on your job. Ask for that next level you are trusting God for. Ask for that miracle in your body that medical science does not have a solution for. Ask for anything. He is merciful. He is gracious. He is abundant in loving kindness. On this Father's Day, ask for your miracle. 
As for your miracle, mention it by name. Father, I want to conceive and have a child. Father, I want to get married. Father, I want restoration of this thing that I lost. Father, I want a breakthrough in this area. Father, I want to be healed of this. You are my father. I know you, Jonah said. I know you. Father, we give you praise. We receive miracles. Stretch your hands one more time. As we ask in faith, we receive miracles again this day. For one and for all, everyone that asks will receive. Everyone that seeks will find. To everyone that knocks, the door will be opened. We receive miracles. Everyone. God is not leaving anyone out. He saved everyone in Nineveh. He is saving everyone here today. He is healing everyone here today. He is delivering everyone here today. We ask and we receive our miracles. We give you praise, Lord Jesus. We choose to be men aligned to your will. And we choose to only walk and do life with men who align to your will. And we give you praise, Father. We enjoy your mercy. We enjoy your graciousness. We enjoy your abundant loving kindness. I decree it is so for everyone under the sound of my voice today. Whether you are on site or you are streaming online, God will show you mercy in this season. You will enjoy the graciousness of God. You will see manifestations of his abundant loving kindness in Jesus' mighty name. Give the Lord a shout of praise if you believe it this morning. Please have your seats. Let's wrap up this morning. We want to honor the Lord with our tithes and our The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.